What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hi, and thanks for listening to Designated Driver, the podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. This is episode 19. What? I'm Liz. I'm Alia. And today we're going to talk about The Last Duel. <laughs> I see a head shaking over there. Wait, before we talk about it, do we have any news that we need to share? I'll just share that Adam Driver was in the New York Times crossword again today. What? The clue was driver in movies, which you see it could be kind of confusing. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, driving Miss Daisy guy. Or like um, baby driver. Is that a movie or a person? Yeah, that's a movie. Oh. What? What's his name? The guy who did Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, who was Guy Ritchie. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Also has Ansel Elgort in it, who you're going to see today at West Side Story. He plays the baby driver. He's a getaway driver who's a really good driver. Okay. So, yeah, the answer was Adam in the crossword. So that's been showing up more and more. What else? Any other Adam Driver news? There were those two little stories that I sent you back to back. One was not really Adam Driver. It was House of Gucci related Mm -hmm. in that Lady Gaga was being chased by swarms of flies on the House of Gucci set, and she thought it was because Patrizia put a curse on her. Yeah, probably. Or Patrizia's friend. Yeah, or her friend. Is the friend still in jail, do you think? I, mm, I don't know. Patrizia's not in jail anymore. No. I wonder if she's still in jail. She probably I bet got she's out, not, too. Because it's been she like 30 even, years since that happened. She was the hookup with yeah, the murderers, she but she didn't pay them or anything. Seems Mm-mm. like she shouldn't have more time than Patrizia. But I wonder if they're still friends. Maybe Patrizia has a new friend. Or maybe she did it herself. Maybe she learned. I wonder if they were in the same prison. Maybe they'd be better friends than ever because they had that shared experience. Or probably not because their lives were ruined. And because because Patrizia seems pretty vindictive. Yeah. Don't think she'd be like, you messed it up. We got caught because of you. I'm still perplexed about House of Gucci. Why didn't I like it? I think you have a case of the COVID blues. I guess I don't so. think it has anything to do with House of Gucci. Okay. We're a little bit delayed on this episode. Do you want to talk about your experience yeah. at all? I all do. Right. I have, all right. I'm full of opinions. I went to England. I edited House of Gucci at my mom's dining room table because I got COVID. <laughs> and Was it the novel coronavirus? I think so. I think it was Omicron. <laughs> the version Omicron. Okay, what about your taste and smell? Did you lose it? No. Okay. That I sounds, did not. That sounds omicron It just felt like a cold. It really wasn't that bad. England is, I think it's like two weeks ahead of here. The cases were spiking when we landed and everybody couldn't stop talking about it. And I think I told you we booked tickets to go to the Natural History Museum, which is a big museum in London. And they canceled like the day of because they didn't have staff. And we had made Mm. restaurant reservations. And the restaurant that we had reserved spots at canceled the day of because they didn't have staff. So, I mean, clearly things were a problem. And my sister lives in the borough of Lambeth. And Lambeth had the highest Omicron rate in London Mm -hmm. at London's peak. So I think it was bound to happen. I think I got it from my niece. We're still not really sure. But she's two and she's unvaccinated. and And she'd had the sniffles. But... Plus her heart, like she had COVID two months ago. So are you still, um, are you still mad at her? (laughs) Well, the one thing I think I I mentioned this to you too, my child Chet was very jealous of Ina. So Chet and Joel kind of gave her a wide berth. But I, every night would sneak over because we were staying at a house up the street 
and I would hang out with her because she was so cute. And I mm-hmm. gave her a bath. Oh, and she's too. She's oh my too, goodness. She's so cute. And it was all about the hugs. How could you stay away I from know. a cute little She's so cute. So you my couldn't. sister got it too. But fortunately, the way our house where we were staying was, Chet was very homesick, so really wanted to sleep in the same bed as Joel. So I slept in a different room. And I think that and the fact that they gave Ina a really wide berth and I didn't is why I got it and they didn't. But it is weird. Like my mom drove us to her house the last day we were going to stay at her house and then fly home. And I took a test. That's why I really don't, I don't have a lot of faith in those rapid tests because I was taking them and I kept testing negative and we thought she just had the sniffles. And then I took a test before my mom drove us to her house, which is like a 45-minute drive. We all drove in my mom's little car. I cracked the window, but none of us were wearing masks. No one got it except for me. But then like two hours later, I was taking this really, you have to take a really expensive test to fly internationally. And you have to like call someone and they watch you take it. And then you like submit. It's a whole thing. It costs like $500. That's when my test came back positive And it sucked. I mean, I heard through the walking bus that your rapid test, you looked at it later and it was faintly. Oh, my God. Joel says that. (laughs) I can send you the picture. You don't believe it. Joel was like, well, first of all, if you read the package, it says, like, don't look at it after half an hour because the test could be totally messed up by then. Mm -hmm. And if you look, it's like (laughs) it is so hard. We took a picture at that moment. I can show it to you. There's no way you would be able to see it unless you looked really hard. And then Joel took it and like in my mom's kitchen four hours later, my mom and Chet and Joel all like analyzed (laughs) it and like saw this little faint line. I mean, that's obviously a case of group hysteria. Well, no, it's not. I mean, I'm sure it's there. It just those rabbit tests are so they're the only thing we have, but they're not. And the other thing with those rabbit tests is you keep testing positive afterwards or but like that, it's all a crapshoot. Well, OK, so you didn't test negative at first with a rapid test, but then you did with like the PCR test or whatever. And then with rapid tests, then you did test positive? No. So what I kept testing positive and positive and positive long after my isolation. And then the day before I flew home, I sent you a picture. I tested uh-huh. negative. But then I had the really expensive test I had to take for my flight documentation, and that one still came back positive. With your rapid test, what I've heard is the thing they're good at is checking to see if you are contagious so yeah what makes you think you weren't contagious on those days you were testing positive oh because i'd isolated for like 10 days and i didn't have any more symptoms so we don't know exactly how many days i i I mean i think at some point you just have to like and the pcr test they detect the virus for a long time it can be weeks later you can still get a positive but it's weird because that expensive travel test is i don't really understand it's not a pcr test No, it's a swab. You stick it up your nose. It's just like a really expensive one. The expensive tests that you fly with, it's the same swab. You call someone and they watch you do it, but it's the same thing. And then you put it in this little thing, but there's this, it's ridiculous. It's so wasteful. This little machine with a battery and you stick the thing in the machine and a light starts blinking and then it takes half an hour and then you know if it's positive or negative. And it shows positive after 10 minutes if it's positive, and then it shows negative after 30 minutes. But I think it's the same as a rapid test. Oh. Isn't that weird? It's just like an expensive one. Yeah, and it's a machine. Mm -hmm. And then you throw out the whole, it's like a square of plastic with 
two batteries in it. It's ridiculous. All you can do is do your best, and we're all going to get it. That's my... We did test this morning. We both yeah, tested. We both negative. tested. So, yeah. But, like, I flew... So I had a positive test, so I had to get a letter from the doctor called a document of recovery. Mm-hmm. And I, my sister's a doctor, so she had one of her friends write the letter for me. And I Googled, like, letter to fly, and they're charging, like, 150 pounds for those. So mm-hmm. I felt like oh I got gosh. a real deal from my sister's friend, Simon. But It couldn't have been your sister? Why didn't your sister write it? We thought it would be weird because we have yeah. the same last name. Yeah, that so she has shady. I was nervous. Normally, my mom just drops me off, but she parked and came in because we both were afraid they were going to say I couldn't fly. Like, I had all this paperwork I had to do. And I went up to the airline. They looked at the paper for like one second, and then they put it down. They put a little sticker on my passport. Nobody asked for it again. I feel like I could have signed it, and I probably <laughs> been able to fly oh yeah yeah i just want to mention that your symptoms are just like a cold but you are vaxxed and boosted i am vaxxed don't and want boosted. to spread any like information that well, covid's not serious actually that's the point that i want to make too my stepdad had it we had to change our plans because we were going to stay with my mom at the beginning but my stepdad had it and he is very vulnerable he's had heart problems up the wazoo he's 82 he's not in good health And he was fine. He He got it right before we came. And my mom made him isolate in two rooms of the house. But he had the same symptoms as I did. And we were both talking about it. And I think if he he was vaccinated, though, right, if he wasn't vaxxed and boosted, I mean, it would have been life threatening. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of misinformation, this probably is. But did you see that study about there's some chemicals in hemp or something that can prevent COVID from going into your cells? Whoa. It's a real study. It's not fake. It was in regular newspapers, but I noticed the New York Times didn't really cover it that much. They referred to it a little bit. I don't know if you know this about me, but I take... It's not. It's not CBD. I wanted it to be CBD. It's hemp seed oil. Oh. But I take a half a dropper of that under my tongue every morning and every night. Maybe I should do that too. Here's the difference I learned. Um, I did a little research after this article because I'm like, maybe I'm getting this. And is the CBD? So I get it from Amazon. Sorry. And it's just cheap. And so it's hemp seed oil. It comes from the seed of hemp. There's no Why do you take it? Because when CBD first came out, I heard a podcast about it, how like it cured epilepsy. And I'm like, I have got to try this. I couldn't tell. Do you have epilepsy? (laughs) No, but I mean, it's supposed to do other things too. And that's something that it's so clear cut, like you have seizures or you don't, that it's like, this is really doing something. Normally, I don't think supplements work at all for me, except I have had sleep problems for so long or had, and I did think it really helped with my sleep. I believe that. Not, it's not like a sleeping pill. It doesn't make you go to sleep, but I think it decreases anxiety or something. So I almost forget that that's why I started taking it. But I mean, I sleep well now and I just felt like it was healthy. So it's like taking an omega vitamin, what I'm taking, CBD, and this is harder to get. And this is the stuff that's usually like super expensive, like $60 for it. And so that's why I don't get it because I'm too cheap to buy something like that. That to me seems like a scam. CBD comes from hemp as well, but it's from the leaves and the flowers or something smushed up, like probably like a million pounds smushed up to make this little. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense because if you smoke pot, you don't like the seeds. Like that's the part that you always have to clean out of the bowl. I guess. Right? But I mean, pot is not the same as hemp. 
That's the camp true. has nothing in it that's going to make you high at all. That's THC and only marijuana plants have that. So they're not the same. Right. But I think I you can make CBD from marijuana or hemp. Yeah. Oh, not okay. sure. Yeah, I don't really know. But why would you do that? Like, why would you make CBD? Anyway, I think because of laws, you can't get CBD in every state because it can be made from, I don't know. And we're back. The batteries died. We had some like pure gold chit chat for the last 15 minutes that hopefully, (laughs) hopefully we didn't lose it. But just in case, uh, Leah was sharing her story about COVID. Were we still talking about that? I don't think so. Mm. It was just a journey. It's a COVID journey. I'm so glad I was back. I think compared to so many people, I was so lucky because I had no responsibilities for 10 days. I just slept in my mom's house and she brought me food on a tray and don't tell anyone, but all of you people in Hungary, we went for walks on these pretty quiet paths behind my mom's house. So I got fresh air and... What about Hungary? Well, I was just thinking about all of our listeners in Hungary. I don't want them to tell anyone. Yeah, because I wasn't supposed to. That's weird that they have restrictions about going outside. I always, that makes me really mad because that's the one thing you can do. Yeah, we wore masks and... We didn't see a lot of people, but we did see horses and a Shetland pony. And <gasps> Okay. Horses really reminds me of the Adam Driver article that okay. you sent me. It was a short one. Yes. What was it in? Slate, maybe? But the last sentence was, Adam Driver said, I love horses. And I know he does. He totally does. And he's such a centaur. I looked up his chart because I was like, maybe he's Sagittarius rising. He was not. He was Aquarius rising, but he had a bunch of planets and stuff in Sagittarius. And there was something like node midpoint of something was in Sagittarius, which is, I guess, astrologically significant in some way. Well, you know, I love Sagittarians. Of course. And I do, too. He said at the end, I don't remember anything else except he said he also like lost weight. So he would look really lean and rangy like the horse i think for last duel no oh for yeah yeah. (laughs) for the hero we're talking about the hero ad where he turns into a centaur yes 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 so you say centaur centaur Centaur, i don't know i guess i say centaur but taurus is taurus is a bull i know but it's spelled the same you are yeah how do you pronounce centaur is it one of those things that can just go either way or is there a right and wrong Probably depends on who you ask. I liked that he said that. I think one reason I liked it was because I had thought that I noticed that. Because he's ridden horses quite a bit. And there's so much horse riding in the last Mm -hmm. duel. He's a renaissance man. (laughs) And a middle ages man. Yeah. So should we get into it? And then what was the second article? Oh, yeah, it was about Lady Gaga. Yeah, Patrizia, curse, Um, flies. Okay, yeah, that sums it up. And COVID, Aaliyah had it. She's fine. Okay, should we get into the yeah. last duel? Do you want to do the recap or should I do the recap? Go ahead. You okay. can do it. I'm going to need you to look up their names, though. Jean. Le Cruge. Le Cruge. Marguerite. Is his character's name John Legree or is it Jack Legree? Jacques. I think. Jacques okay. Legree. All right, so Matt Damon. We have a Matt and Ben product here. Yeah, and Ben, I never got his last name. He's just Pierre. <laughs> ben Affleck is Pierre. He's a wealthy landowner. And cousin to the king. He has insanely stupid hair. It's so Oh, my funny. God. It's bleach blonde, I really feel, fake looking. Yes. Yeah. 
I do feel that I just have to get this out of the way. Okay. But the whole time, all I could think was, did they not have thinning shears in the 1300s? Because all of them have... I think they probably didn't. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. They all have these like terrible bangs and that like oh, there's God. no yes. layering, nothing. They just all look like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. yeah. yeah super all of them do. Bang. Yeah. I will not let anyone use thinning shears on my hair. Oh, really? No. So my hair is straight. Maybe this has something to do with it. It's just uneven and too thin. Like I want my bangs to be thick. Like Jim Carrey? And... Yeah, they, they don't look as blunt. I don't know. Ben Affleck's hair. It was bleach blonde. Very bad bleach job. Like very yellow. First of all, there are so few adult men with blonde hair. It's just not a thing because it gets darker. Unless and women albinos. as well. It would just never look like that. It looks so fake. And then they had a, he had a goatee that was also... And a goatee, if, you, if you're if you an adult man with blonde hair, which find a real one. I mean, they just pretty much don't exist. Your chin hair would not be blonde. But it was... So they were bleaching it? Or I don't know. It was so stupid. But it was funny and hilarious. Okay, Matt Damon. He's John... Le Carouge. Le Carouge. And he had a weird mullet. So awful. Very funny. Just so awful. Gross. I mean, yeah. both their hair Everything was so gross about to look at. Matt yeah. Damon was gross. He yeah. just was gross. Yeah, he took a bullet on that. He was. He had a gross scar on his face, and his body looked gross. Un- like he yeah, looked like stocky yeah. but uncomfortable. Probably because he had like eight million injuries and his back was all messed up. But he just looked like a grumpy oh, really? old man. I read that he couldn't grow the facial hair, and so that chin hair was glued on. And then he got like a big, bad rash. Why did he have? to have that i mean there were some men without the gross super gross where it's like on your chin but it's like too much and straggly at the same time Uh, so super disgusting and then adam driver's name was jacques legree jacques legree and his hair was also sort of gross was it gross i didn't think it was it looked greasy yeah, but and his face facial hair looked greasy too i guess that goes it was less gross though than the other two. I was, yeah, I wasn't grossed out by it. I mean, it just what didn't stand out. He just looked like medieval guy. And Marguerite is beautiful Jody. hair. Oh, yeah. The braiding back then. So good. Jodie Comer yeah. is Marguerite. Those are the main characters. So it's a story told in three parts. I know there's like a fancy literary way of saying what that is when you do that. But anyway, they tell the same story from... Courage. Wait a minute. I already Let's call him name. John. John. That's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Gross man. <laughs> so they tell it from his perspective, and then they tell it from Jack Legree, a.k.a. Adam Driver's perspective. And then finally, they tell it from Lady Marguerite's perspective. And the story is the same. So I want to pause here one second and do a real spoiler alert, because for me, I did not know the outcome of the duel. And I was so happy because it was much more suspenseful. Oh, I didn't either. So if you do want to watch this movie and get maximum enjoyment, you got to stop, watch it and then come back to the podcast. Oh, listen to you. Yeah. I mean, normally people know that we're spoiler filled. Yeah, but sometimes it's, it's worse than others. I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So the basic story, though, that you see in the three parts is that John and Jack, Matt Damon and Adam Driver 
are brothers in arms. So they fight on the same side as knights with the king. They fight in all these. He's a squire. He's a squire. But is like not a knight? I, I guess it's like it a junior knight okay. or yeah. something. I, I didn't really understand that either. They were but both they, squires at the time when they yeah. fought together. So they fight side by side. Matt Damon is older and he's a more decorated soldier. He's super good at yeah. sword fighting. Yep. Yep. And then Jack Legree seems more measured, but he's also more educated. So he can read and he like can do math and stuff. And Matt yep. Damon can't. Yep. Abacus. He's got it. Yeah. He's out there doing math so collecting rents yep he's got the money thing yep so they're fighting and they're fighting on the same side and then ben affleck pierre is kind of one of their patrons and he kind of manages some of the campaigns or whatever jack adam driver kind of becomes his second in command and he helps him with his accounts because i guess pierre can't do math either Pierre's not a very good landowner and he needs to raise funds so they can raise an army if they need to. So Jack Legree goes out and like knocks some heads together and gets his money. And at the same time, Matt Damon, John is just out there fighting the good fight. He's very loyal to the king. He eventually meets Marguerite through her father, who I guess was a traitor to the king at one point, but like repented. But he has money and land, and then John needs an heir. So he marries Marguerite, who's this beautiful young woman because she has a dowry. But then on the wedding day, he finds out that her dad actually had to give away the most valuable land to Pierre because he owed Pierre money. And as we find out, Jack... Legree was actually like the head knocker together who got him that. But it's fine. Matt Damon marries Marguerite. She's very beautiful. She's really refined. She's probably smarter than him. Yeah, she's also good at math and reading. Yep, she's also good at math and reading. And languages. And languages, right. She can speak another language. So then Matt Damon keeps going out on these campaigns, but he always feels like slighted about different things. He's really mad. He didn't get that one piece of land. And Jacques got it. And Jacques, right. Because he got the gift of it. So that land, he's always feeling slighted by Jacques. Yeah. Because Jacques, since he's tight with Pierre, Pierre gives him this land. And also Pierre hates Jean. So I think he also did it to spite. Right. John's character is just like this grumpy old man all the time who always feels slighted and is constantly like suing Pierre for different things. Like, I want my land. Well, he has no power. He's dumb as a rock, but he's a good He's a good soldier. Fighter. He's not popular. The only thing he could do was sue. He's just so dumb about it. Like, he makes enemies. He doesn't know anything about politics. No. And he will not be silent. He won't play a game at all. If he's mad, he's going to go, like, he's really like I'm inappropriately mad. yell at people who are way above him. Yeah. And, and it ends broke. up... Yeah. yeah. It ends up making him look ridiculous a lot of the time because he'll, like, confront people. And then, like, Pierre and all of his little buddies will, like, laugh at him. And then he just looks silly. And But I have a little bit of a respect for it, though, just because he won't back down. I mean, he bends the knee. Obviously, everyone's bending the knee all the time. So officially he does. But he will yell at Pierre and come and make a scene and... And this makes a difference later, too. He just seems like, though, he's one of those he's people. He's a loyal, simple person. He's yeah. like an Aries. That's why I have it. Like you're an Aries. Yeah, that's what we're like. I don't think you're simple. Well, straightforward is yeah. the way to put it. Hey, this happened. Blah. You know, just can't help yourself. Not good at political There's games. There's like no like nuance to him at all. Yeah. 
He's just, he is what he is. So that's Matt Damon. And then Jack Legree is just like a little smarter, a little savvier. He knows how to play the political game. He's also like a good time guy like Pierre. So Pierre's BFF. Yeah. Pierre is like a super like douchey orgy guy. Yeah. He's like a frat boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like really into clothes and they all wear these robes, like man robes all the time. That's why I am slightly curious. Cat Could dance. you bleach your hair in the Middle Ages? Probably. And did he do that? Maybe. Or, or like lemon juice. Sun in. I mean, he seems very vain. Yeah. If he liked it, he would do that or something. Totally. And Jack Legree is kind of conflicted because he knows that Matt Damon is dumb as a rock, but they fought together. He's he saved respects his, life. his honor. Yeah, he saved his life. Yeah. He was the godfather. Jack Legree was the godfather to Matt Damon's first son with his first oh, wife. Okay, I didn't understand that. They yeah. mentioned godfather to the late heir or something, and yeah. I just couldn't process it in time. I'm like, that's something, but I didn't get it. Yeah. So he feels sort of conflicted, but, you know, ultimately he's kind of in it for himself. And it's very clear that he does a lot of stuff with the ladies. Everyone talks about how handsome he is, which I thought was kind of funny because he's weird looking. I mean, I think he's handsome, but anyway, I guess they are Middle like ages. Me. That yeah. was like the handsome guy. Yeah. Um, His cheekbones look really good in this. Yeah. I thought he looked good in it. He was born without a name or something and he studied to be a priest or whatever. So that's how he got educated. And Jean, he has a name, but he has no money and no power. And Pierre has both in favor with the king. And Pierre doesn't really have to do anything but drink wine and like be have rich. sex with lots of women. I went on to read that he, that real person, continued to just get richer and richer. And he was a very successful man, I guess. Yeah. Although arguably he wouldn't have been as successful if it hadn't been for Adam Driver and his abacus. Because he yeah, like fixed all his accounts and... Knocks the heads together to get the rent and stuff. So Jack sees in Marguerite like a kindred spirit. So eventually Jack and John like bury the hatchet at this party and like they decide to be friends and John decides to put aside all his grudges and whatever. But, you know, he still kind of has one and doesn't trust him. And Jack Legree is really taken with Marguerite. She's very beautiful. She's educated. They read the same books. They're knowledgeable in the same things. And he's like, we are a match. And she's like, I'm just mending fences for my husband. Anyway, so then more fighting, more carousing, more other stuff happens. But then John goes to Pierre's court again, and he's just been in another battle, and it hasn't gone well. He has to go to Paris to get some money, and he tells them he's going to Paris to get some money. So Jack seizes the moment, and the terrible mother-in-law who lives with Marguerite takes all of the servants because she has to do business in town. You think she was in on it or what? Because no, I she, think she was just a jerk. She's, because Marguerite wasn't supposed to be left alone in the castle right, or whatever. Right, too dangerous. Was. And there's a scene where Marguerite is like, you can't leave with all the servants. And the mother-in-law's like, see you later. But how did Jacques know well, he must have she just, was alone? I think he was just taking a chance. Or maybe okay. he was like hanging out and he saw them leave. He was just if he did have kind what of a stalkery. What else would you do in that time? I know. Yeah. Well, carouse and and then, but I mean, at night. But you know, day all day stalking. Yeah. You know, there's not a battle or whatever. Shopping for horses. It seemed like he did some of that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of horse-related stuff to do. Yeah. True. So anyway, he seizes the moment. It's really gross. He gets his servant, his man. I think it's his buddy. No, I that guy's That's his servant. A servant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. He like takes care of the horse and is like 
Oh, okay. Anyway, so he gets the servant to go to the door and knock on the door. And there's this little tiny window and he's looking in and out comes Marguerite. And she's like looking through the window and he makes up this dumb excuse about how his horse's shoe came off and the horse's shoe is getting fixed, but he's cold. So could he just wait inside the castle to warm up? And she's like, fine, I know you, you can come in. And as he comes in, then in comes Jack right behind her, pushes the door and like declares his love for her, kicks the friend out and then chases her up the stairs and rapes her. And it's gross. And And we have to watch it. And we have to watch it twice. Both times at the end, he's like, don't tell your husband. He'll probably kill you. And we couldn't help ourselves. And I'm not going to tell anyone. Bye. And he thinks he's in love with her and that she submitted to this and it's really clear that even in his memory that that is not what happened so she is upset and tells john john gets really mad and then they decide to sue him again initially pierre tries to like settle it and brush it under the rug in a local court but he takes it all the way to the king and sues and the king's court decides that they're going to, even though it's a rare old fashioned thing, that they can put it to a duel. And then you find out that if John loses, Marguerite gets shorn and stripped and chained and burned at a stake, which Marguerite doesn't know either. She doesn't find out until after she accuses him. It wouldn't have changed anything because she tried to get him not to do it. So the stakes are pretty high. And anyway, I don't know. Should I say what happens in the duel? Maybe not. Okay. So then they fight. And then they fight. Yeah, there was the end. She gets pregnant, too. That part was a surprise to me, too. Yeah, at the same time. And it could have been from Jacques, or it could have been from when uh, Jean got home and she told him. So gross. He immediately raped her because... He didn't want to be not the last one to have have her. her. So she was like, no, I can't. And he's like, whatever. Get over here. Their child looks like one of the And everybody thinks that it can't be Jack because you have to have pleasure in order to conceive a child. They were obsessed with the idea of if she had a little death at the end because they thought you couldn't conceive if you didn't have that. So she was like asked that a lot publicly. I've heard a Republican say that not too long ago. I mean, all the things in this are still with us today. It seemed like John was probably impotent because they'd been married five years and she never got pregnant. Sterile. He's not impotent. Oh, not impotent. Yeah, yeah. But he had a son before, though. Right. He's like, I never had any problems with this before. But anything could have happened. I mean, he's out there. He's riding on horses all day. Like, he's risking his life. Yeah, the horses. That's probably a thing. But everyone was riding horses. Anyway, it was a mystery that, like, why she wasn't conceiving and producing an heir, which was her whole job. But then she has a cute little baby. And then you get even more mad at John because she's like, I didn't know that I was going to get burned at the stake. You're going to... And a little orphan here. Like, what's going to happen to the orphan baby? Because she gives birth just a few days before the duel. Did you like the movie? No. You didn't? Did you? Yes. I am. Why? It was exactly (laughs) what I thought it was going to be. And I was like, when will this be over? We were dreading this movie for so long. I watched it in the caffeine zone early in the morning, drinking my coffee. I was just into it. I liked it. And I was waiting to hate it. And I never hated it. What did you like about it? I just liked the rivalry. 
I also liked Game of Thrones. It was kind of like there was some feminism, like 101 stuff in there, which I thought is basic to me, but I thought maybe a lot of people hadn't heard that. And it was an attempt from some guys who were like, we are sort of getting something about patriarchy. I thought it was brotastic. Do you think it was horribly sexist? No. Not that. I wondered, I want to go back and do this. I want to time out how long each person's viewpoint was. Uh-huh. Because like it or not, the fact that they had John and then Jack back to back, you get heavy hit over the head with the broy man stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's at the end and it fills in all the gaps. Like you don't even see them having sex, like John and her having sex in his you know, you don't see until hers, like, what their wedding night is. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I was watching it and I was like, do I like the woman part best because it's filling in all the gaps for me because I'm a woman and it's interesting in the way she relates to her staff or the things that she does during the day or the things that, like, bring her joy or, like, stimulate her are more interesting to me. But the bottom line is it's still, like, two-thirds dudes and then one-third her and Their stuff to me is like everything that's boring about men. I don't care about their stupid loyalty or bravery or honor or any of that stuff. I just don't care. And all this is stupid. And the only part that's interesting to me is also like afterwards, I knew this, but until she fills it in where after the trial, when she's like, oh, I'm going to be shorn and burned at a stake if you lose, that she has this moment where she's like, you didn't have to do this. Like you're the one who wanted to make this a duel. You wanted to avenge all of your slights by Jack Legree. We could have just taken this to a court or started a whisper campaign or something else. And now you're risking all of our lives. And well, she said, I will not be silent because her evil mother-in-law confronts her at one point. And she's like, why did you say anything? I've been raped and I just didn't say anything. Women peasants are raped in warfare. I'm sure that Jean has raped tons of women. Every man's a rapist. So like, what are you talking about? But she was like, I won't be silent. She basically went from her father, was transferred just as property to Jean, and she had no control over anything that happened to her. And then, like, this thing happens to her, which she can make some kind of decision. It's not going to turn out good for her, but she just had to. She was going to not cower to this like she had to with everything else. I really like the format of the different perspectives. Jean in his telling, he was like really sympathetic and just comforted her after she told him. And then when from her perspective, it's like horrible. Yeah. And I did like too in his perspective, when he like looks at her and she's like, I want him to pay or she says something like that. But clearly like that was in his brain and that's not really what she said. I like stuff like that. I thought it was pretty suspenseful, though. I was on edge. And I watched it, of course, in multiple sittings. So I sort of had time to think it over. And for a while, I thought maybe she wanted Jean to have a duel and die so she wouldn't have to be married to him. Because she was great at running their estate. Yeah. She could be a widow, which seems to be the best thing. Like, if you marry, you have children like you've done your duty then your husband dies then you just get to live there mother-in-law was old she'd die soon in the next wave of the black plague that was coming through and that's the best thing you can be as a widow and be the second wife too so you're young still so i think 
maybe she thought, because she didn't know that she would get burned at the stake if he died. So I thought maybe from her point of view, it's a win-win. I get avenged if John wins. And that proves that I didn't lie according to God or whatever. With Jacques out of the way, then like that, that could be better for her husband's standing because he, you know, was such an idiot. Like it would help their position. If he died, if Jean died, she'd be a widow. So I think it was a win-win for her, the whole dual scenario, until she found out she'd be burned at the stake. Maybe. maybe. So I was wondering about that in between sittings. And so I liked that, that she was a victim slash survivor of rape, but she also still had her own thing going. She was making any plays she could make, which is not very many, but some behind the scenes of like the man who was controlling her. I like that. I felt yeah. like she wasn't just like a passive victim. I mean, she's definitely my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, she's a gorgeous porcelain doll, and she's really cool. And I she's know. Amazing braids. I just kept thinking about how she's Villanelle. I've never seen that show. Um, Killing Eve. Yeah, she's like a dangerous killer, and it must be so such a weird feeling to go from this person who's completely in control of her destiny physically and emotionally to like that, where she has so few cards to play. I really liked her. What did you think of Adam Driver? Well, I want to spoil it now because, okay, I'm going to spoil it. Okay, do it. He gets killed again. I I, He's I, killed so much. I know. And actually that part, I was like, just kill him, kill him, kill him. Then I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, John's going to win because John is so good at battle. And he has like the fire of he believes he's yeah. right and he hates this guy the most. So I'm like, but he's, he's like an win. old man. And he's so unlucky. Man. But Jacques, he's smart. He's big. He's too. big and he's lucky. He's Halfway been, through. And he's younger and faster. And Halfway through that battle, I flipped. I'm like, no, he's going to win. I was torn back and forth. I really cared about the outcome. Of I was this worried duel. about the baby. I didn't want the baby, been... and I didn't want her yes. to burn at stake. John Matt Damon does win. It was because of God. That's why. Because of God. Yeah, they said like this can't be decided by men. So the duel is the way that God decides. God and Christianity really getting in there, making trouble again. The whole Middle Ages. I read a little bit about this. Oh, I mean, God. I skimmed a Wikipedia. It is so long. Because the Middle Ages were 1,000 years long. Wow, that's a long time. From 500 to 1,500. Oh, yeah. So that so was this the is Middle Ages, late, right in the m- Late middle, middle Ages, okay. uh, right around the time the Black Plague. And there was a couple mentions of the Black Plague, which killed one-third of the population. Wow. And then, like, wars would come through. And, crusades. You know, Huns. Right. Well, the Crusades, yeah, and other barbarians and, like, Visigoths or Huns, there'd be other wars, and that killed, like— half the rest of the population so they mentioned that labor costs were up and it was because of the black plague oh they kept mentioning that they didn't say black plague this was filmed during covid but no one's talking about it yet Mm -hmm. or you know in they're all in denial yeah Yeah. anyway the middle ages so they were all in the armor yeah it looks so uncomfortable i don't know how they did it i mean they would have to be so strong just to wear that armor totally they started out the duel with jousting yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't, none of it makes sense to me. It just looks like the stupidest thing. Well, yeah, it's definitely stupid. What about the king? Oh, I looked him up. I've seen him in a show. I don't, would you remember his name? Oh, no, not the actor. I looked up the king. 
Oh, the I was like king. that king is like a baby. Yeah. Charles the sixth. Okay. So he was Charles the beloved, but then he was Charles the mad because they think probably when he was like in his early twenties, he had a psychotic break and they oh. think that it was schizophrenia. And then he had these psychotic outbreaks for the rest of his life. And there were a few moments where he had weird reactions to things where he would smile about something that was serious. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He seemed slightly a little mentally, off. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, was very young. I watched a show called End of the Effing World. Did you ever hear of that? It was a good show. It was on mm-hmm. Netflix. It's about a young, maybe high school, like boy and girl. They run away. I don't know. But they go into this house and they discover that the guy living there who's not there is like a serial killer. Like they look at these videos or something. It was a good show because he looked really familiar, but I couldn't place him. He was in that. He did a good job Mm -hmm. acting wise. I thought that was good. Marguerite had a friend who totally betrayed her because she had said Jacques was handsome when all the girls were sitting around. And Jacques, okay, there were some good Adam Driver moments. One was when he was with his servant by a horse and they saw Marguerite and he was like staring at her in a really scary way, which he did a lot. And the servant can tell he is in love with her. And he's like, I've never seen you like this. And he's like, I know. And he like spins around and kisses the horse. That was a great Mm -hmm. Adam Driver moment. Mm -hmm. I like the moments when he's kind of carousing with Pierre and he just has like this full laugh that's very natural and really warm. And I really, even though he was doing gross things, I, I liked that and I liked when they were kind of making fun of Matt Damon's character and I enjoyed that because it just felt really natural because the rest of the time he's so mannered you know he has this very formal way of talking and he's trying to be he's honorable kind of, um, but also like just grumpy and but like not it's thespian Adam Driver yeah where, you know he gets into that kind where of he's stuff like proclaiming can, and like speaking in Latin he really likes that kind of thing I wonder if he's going to be one of these actors who ends up they like stop being in films and are just in Shakespeare plays for their end of their career yeah because he's definitely got that side and that was in Annette for sure yeah I don't like that the theater because I think he has a tendency to also have this weird way of speaking that I don't care for and this is the second Adam Driver movie we've seen where he has a weird accent that comes and goes and I didn't like it the accents weren't too bad I mean of course they were British mostly even though they're in France yeah, no one did France, but someone else had a different... I think one person maybe had a French accent or and something. And then Jodie Comer has her English accent because she's English, so then it makes the rest of them sound even more ridiculous. And not quite an English accent, just like sort of a formal yeah, like Yeah, like if I'm pretending to have an English accent, you know? Like that's what it sounds like to me. Because they're so inconsistent, it was very distracting. That I, and the hair just seemed ridiculous. But I thought it was funny. So I looked past it. There was a time when Jacques was standing with a huge crowd of people and there was like a horse in the middle that was running around. So yeah, I think they I were know. horse shopping. Shopping. That's what like I think they were doing. Type of thing. Yeah. He looks up in a window and Marguerite is with her friend at the dressmakers. He sees her up there. Or I think his servant points her out and they're talking about him. And he gets up on the fence and he like does this spinny thing with his yeah, hand. Yeah, a knight like. Or takes his. Does he take a hat Absolute. off? Or, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he takes like his hat off. Just a very big 
flourish. And also the moment when he's kind of flirting with Marguerite when they're at this party. He's got full nipples going and it's... His face creases. Yeah, and it's Which we haven't talked about. Charming. Mm-hmm. Where it's a real natural smile and his smile almost kind of goes down and then mm-hmm. he has uh, the, the face creases that... He has dimples. They're dimples. They're dimples. Okay. Dimples and face creases or, or the creases are dimples? I think the creases are dimples, but oh. we can check. Are face creases dimples? I think a dimple is like one little dot. Mm, it's like two little holes in your face. Okay. Mm. I think we also get a lot of his physicality, especially when he's chasing women around and like yeah, carrying lifting them. lifting them up. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's like, like this giant man. We really see that a lot. And in the battle scenes too, which... I will admit that was some of the times when there was battle happening, I was mopping my floor because I was... I normally hate battles and I like won't even watch them. And the way it started out was with a bloody battle. And I was it's just like... It's not that bloody though. It wasn't that... Th- it moved so fast. It was fast, but there was some like blood spurting yeah, out. Yeah, lots and of stuff. spurting. And I was just like, oh my God. And at like that crunching moment, sounds. At that moment, I did hate it. But there was like a reason for it. And I don't know if this was acting or or what, but it seemed like when Adam Driver rides his horse across the water, there's a shallow river. They were talking about whether they should attack or not, and they were not supposed to. But Jean is like, fuck it, let's go. And he just starts going. And then Jacques says, okay, let's go, because he wouldn't let him be alone. So he saved him. Right. And he's like noble and fast and lithe. And And you see that again at the beginning of the battle with Matt Damon, too. Like Matt Damon just looks so stiff and stocky and he's long and sinuous. As he like rode his horse across the water, to me, he looked a little awkward. And that's the battle where Jean saves Jacques and he thanks him for it later because Jacques has his honor in that way. It was weird that Matt Damon was just uh, such a good fighter. So he hurt his back, Matt Damon? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like he looks so old and like he has scar tissue and all kinds of stuff that's like making him less flexible, you know? Yeah. And also his character is not flexible. He can't. He's like he can only do one thing and he can only go this way he can't think himself out of anything yeah so ben affleck was originally going to be the adam driver character and he decided not to Uh because he had another big role but i can see why he didn't it's so physical and like all the horse riding and wearing and also he's like a really bad guy the character yeah he thought he didn't want to play a villain i do tip my hat to Matt Damon for doing this role at his age. I mean, what is he? He's I think fifty he's at older least. Than a, a little bit older. I yeah, can't like believe in his 50s. he could do a role like this. He must be really fit. Because Ben Affleck, he's whatever, an alcoholic or recovering alcoholic. He seemed to like gain a lot of weight before he was with J Lo again. I know. Good thing J Lo came along. To help him. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, want he probably to... doesn't deserve her. No, he seems like he definitely doesn't deserve her, so I don't know what the deal is. Maybe he's somehow a great guy. So he bowed out of that role. Ridley Scott must have been so relieved. So Ridley Scott's 84 years old. Oh, my God. He was super mad because this movie was a total box office failure. Like, they made it for $30 million, and it only made $10 million. But it was because of the pandemic. I feel like nobody was like, who's the audience for this? Because if they were, they'd be like, oh, Ridley Scott is the audience for this. Like, who wants to see this? No one. I would argue that, like, anyone who liked Game of Thrones might be into it. Maybe. There were no dragons. It was based in reality. But it was definitely medieval. Game of Thrones. What's that about? Swords, rapes. 
boobs. <laughs> boobs and battles and riding horses. And there's an overlap with Game of Thrones audience, which is, has got to be huge. Yeah, Ridley Scott thought that the main audience would be people over 45. So I guess Gen Xers and above. And they weren't going to movies because of the pandemic. But he said, like, he blamed it on millennials who can only like anything if it's on their phone, which I thought was super hilarious. And he should have just never said that. It's so outdated because people are not talking about millennials anymore. They're talking about Gen Z and what they're doing. Millennials are old now. They're not the cultural force. And they're not going because they have small children at home and they're busy. The millennials, yeah. But Gen Z, why didn't they like it? Yeah, I guess everyone was old in it. But I think it was just because of the pandemic. There is a virus that exists and a lot of people don't want to get it and don't want to go out. But for a lot of things, I think people just don't blame the pandemic and the virus. They just blame people. Oh, it's this person's fault or that person's fault. And it came out during a pandemic. Why don't you release it again when the pandemic's over? If you I want. still wouldn't go. So Ridley Scott made a big dig on millennials for the reason it was a failure. In a way, John is a stand-in for Ridley Scott. Okay. Like just grumpy old doing things the same way over and over again i was all ready to totally blame ridley scott after house of gucci and then when i watched last duel i thought i was gonna hate it and i was gonna be ready to just say i hate ridley scott he's not a good director but i thought the last duel was really good so i don't blame him i still don't know what the magic thing is that made me not like house of gucci this is my hope now that Adam Driver's done a lot of roles with silly accents and a mm -hmm. lot of roles with very unlikable characters. Yeah. I want to watch a movie where he plays kind of a small character in a small story and he's just a more natural because I was thinking mm -hmm. about it and I think now that we're on movie 19, the roles that I like him in are either when he's like lovable dork or just more quiet and smaller roles. Like Pattinson, I think, is still maybe my favorite role. Patterson. that he, Pat, That's what I said, mm -hmm. Patterson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like those roles so much more. I like that he can be really physical in The Last Duel. And I liked him as Maurizio, although I, his character didn't have a lot to do. I am totally with you on this. Remember Quentin Tarantino's quote that we both hate? that says he should be Rambo. Oh, yeah. This is, I think, Adam Driver through a man's eyes, like a macho man. That's what they see, that macho-ness, and that's what they love and just want to push that farther and farther. But Adam Driver through a woman's eyes, like girls, or even like not waving but drowning, um, mm -hmm. that's the Adam Driver that I love. Or, and that's yeah. how I see him through a woman's eyes, where you see... He's big and strong, but he's also a nerd and a goofy, fun guy, funny And the way guy. that he's representing masculinity is so much more nuanced. Yes. Because he's someone who could kill you. He could pick you up with one hand, but the way he represents what it means to be a man is different. Yeah, I think, so you've done it, Adam Driver. You've worked with all these old guard male directors. And Why don't you work with some women directors? You should only work... With women directors. From now on, Jane Campion's next movie or whatever. Let's see. What other women directors can we think of? <laughs> I, I guess that one. Well, let's see. Who uh, who directed who Point, Point Break? Break? Jinx. I know. Catherine something. The only woman who has won an Oscar for Best Directing. No, no, not anymore, though. Not yeah, anymore. the lady the... who won for 
that other one with Francis McDormand. Nomadland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess Eternals was a big snooze, which is a bummer. I heard that. Yeah, because your friend is in it. He's not my friend, but oh. yes, this person <laughs> that I went to college with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's sort of what Ridley Scott was also blaming it on Marvel, that they only like comic book stuff. Mm, get a grip. Don't complain, Ridley Scott. You're fine. You're 84. This is like a legacy movie for you. Why do you really care if it makes money? I mean, he probably would have made more money, but why do you need more money if you're already super rich? you're fine just like make movies for your legacy i think this movie will go down in history as being a good movie it's no silence in my opinion oh my god to me it is silence to you it's a silence yeah okay i like the themes are so boring you know it's the the themes are similar it's all about like honor and men you know what and god i don't know i think i was primed for this because of Game of Thrones, yeah, you think? I, One thing I hated, though, was that it was all gray and dark and blue, bluish until, like, the very end. Yeah, that last scene where she's sitting in the golden sunlight. And where she's, a, cute she's a happy widow. Yeah, there was a little epilogue saying that she basically lived happily ever after, which... Alone. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, it was great to be a widow, and she was in charge of the estate and everything, and she had her baby. I thought that was a little... I would like to know more her whole life story after that instead of like... Then she was fine, because still a woman in the Middle Ages, it's not going to be great, is it? Maybe. Maybe it's better than living with Matt Damon. Well, it's definitely better than that. So, I mean, that worked out. So, yeah, Jack. Jack died. Adam Driver has died so many times. I was thinking about that, too. He died in Gucci. He died and disappeared in Star Wars. Last duel. Silence. Silence. That's it. Is that it? I feel like maybe there is one more. Yeah, I really hope he... Does not work with Quentin Tarantino no. on anything, or I hope he doesn't do Rambo. Jim Jarmusch is is okay, but he's still an old dude. I know. You know, the other thing is, I like it when Adam Driver gets to be funny. Yes, totally. Like in the zombie movie, he's kind of funny and sort of deadpan, and yeah, I, yeah. I like that. There's so much more twinkle and charm and surprise in that than him just being like a knight. This horse riding sword fighting movie got green lighted. No more of those. Probably the movies we want to see him in are not getting green lighted. What if he was in like a Wes Anderson movie? Wouldn't that be weird? Or I think he I would love being thought... in a Wes Anderson movie. I think yeah. he'd be all over that. Yeah. Anyway, I need to respond to a text and I need to go to see West Side Story. All right. Let's rate. Yep. Wait, how many combs again? This five. is five combs. Okay. Five combs is the best. One comb is or zero combs is the worst. I give it five combs. What? <laughs> yes. Or four, but really, I just don't. For his performance, would you give it five combs? Yeah. I mean, I sort of rate, I guess, on the movie and his, with, in combination with, I just don't really have complaints about this movie. I liked it. I was into it. Suspenseful. Okay. How many combs do you give it? Three. Three. Okay. Just right up down the middle. like level with House of Gucci. I did want to say... This is my one thing. In the rape scene, it's horrible. But you see her stockings. Did you Mm -hmm. see her stockings, how they're like thick socks? Mm -hmm. It just reminded me of when I worked at Colonial Williamsburg. How do they stay up? They don't. Yeah. That's the part. It's so annoying. When I worked at Colonial Williamsburg all day, all I was doing was pulling up my stockings. Some people tie like ribbons around them, like under the knee. And it kind of works, but it really doesn't. I saw her putting on those stockings, and I was like, well, they're not going to stay up. Yeah, they don't. I mean, that's what we would have had to live with. 
So you got these huge stockings, but they're down all the way. And they just fall down all the time. So at Colonial Williamsburg, you just had to wear exactly accurate clothing? No, I wore underpants and I wore a bra. (laughs) But yeah, admittedly, the 18th century was different than the 14th century. But a lot of the conventions, like I had stays that I would wear and I had a shift that I wore. And she wears a shift too. It's that little like white garment that kind of sticks out from underneath. Yeah, I love their clothes. I love a shift. I really, I loved my shift so much. I had a white linen shift and I slept in it all the time and I loved it. I miss shifts. I do not miss the stockings. Okay. Oh, but we have to talk about what we're going to watch next. Yeah. So big discrepancy on on The Last Duel. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe I liked it. A movie that was about. I can't believe you liked it either. I think I think less of you now. A little bit. Oh, no. You love me less? No, I Because still, I like The Last Duel. I think you're just as good. I just don't respect your opinion <laughs> as much. Okay. I guess I'll just have to live with that. You're going to have to redeem yourself. It's going to be tough. What's something good that we can watch that's a small movie? Something lighter. Okay. Well, there's always Gaby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch Gaby's. Whatever. Bluebird being Lewin Davis inside Lewin Davis. Oh yeah, you want to? I'd watch be up for that. that one? Okay, let's, let's do, do it. that one. Cohen Brothers. Yeah, but also it's him with Oscar Isaacs, which I'm totally into. Or Isaac, Isaac. I know. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. I'm so, into that. Let's do that. It's kind of fun to see them like before Star Wars. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Designated Driver. Thank you. <laughs> and goodbye.